Welcome to London Riverside Church Podcast. We hope you've had a great day. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Merry Christmas, everybody. So good that we can join together today and celebrate Christ's birth. And you know, as we look back over this year, God has been so faithful. Now, I trust you're having a great day so far, whatever you're up to. Uh, I don't know about you, but Many of us, we've been focusing on Christmas at the movies this month. Uh, sometimes Christmas time is an opportunity to catch up. Maybe new movies or those favorite Christmas uh, movies. Everybody has uh, childhood favorites. I remember myself as a kid, not so much only at Christmas time, but the fact that we used to watch The Muppet Show every Saturday, The Muppet Show. I always couldn't wait to see The Muppet Show. And so today I just want to talk briefly from The Muppet Christmas Carol, the Muppet Christmas Carol, of course, based on the Dickens novel where the main character is Scrooge himself. And uh, I'm sure many of you know the story that Scrooge gets an amazing shock as he is shown Christmas past, Christmas present, and Christmas future. And I trust today that we don't need that kind of shock. I trust that we're being generous. I trust that we're looking out for those less fortunate than ourselves. I trust that we are uh, seeking the good of others this Christmas time. Uh, So I don't want to focus in on that particularly, but there is a scene in the film which uh, caught my attention as I watched it. Again, yes, that's part of what I get to do as a Joe. I get to watch the Muppets. And I want us just to see that scene uh, for a moment now as Scrooge is uh, taken back to his old schoolroom and a time when he's with his old uh, schoolmaster, his teacher. This man taught me my greatest lesson. Stand up. Build your life as the school is built. Ah, yes. Work hard, work long, and be constructive. Oh, Ebenezer, life is a golden opportunity. Today you go forth into the real world. You must keep your nose to the grindstone. Work hard, lad, and one day your life will be as solid as this very building. Hmm, I've been meaning to fix that shelf. Yes, sir, Master. Well, young man, you have been apprenticed to a fine company in London. Today, you become a man of business. I'm looking forward to it, Headmaster. Mm, you will love business. It is the American way. Sam. Hmm? It's just the destruction of Oh, it is the British way. Good. Yes, Headmaster. Mm. So in that clip, it's emphasized to Scrooge that the key to life is to work hard. And once you've worked hard, keep working hard. And if you think you have worked hard, you can still work harder. The whole emphasis, the whole way that he's been brought up is that you have to work hard. Now, of course, hard work has great benefits. And uh, my message today is not to say he don't need to work hard. Of course, working hard is an important thing in order to achieve, in order to have influence. But of course, in Scrooge's case, he worked harder and harder and became more and more self-centered with his hard work and his earnings and the stuff that he accumulated and the stuff that he didn't want to share with others. You know, Jesus has something to say about that in Matthew 16, verse 26. He says, what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet lose their soul? In other words, what, what, what is it matter if we gain everything that we can gain and more yet we lose our soul we lose ourselves 
We lose perspective, in other words, of what it's all about. So hard work, of course, is important, but is that what it's all about, Jesus says? If we gain everything but lose our soul, if we lose ourselves, if we lose perspective. So I want to encourage us all this Christmas Day, as we give thanks for Jesus, to gain God's perspective. Let's gain the perspective that we need at this time of year. You see, Christmas and the gospel message is all about what he has done, not what we have to do. It's all about what God has done, not what we must do. In John chapter 1 and verse 14, explains it in this way. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. In other words, God chose to come in human form and live amongst us, the Word of God says. Jesus, that baby, laid in a manger that the shepherds were coming to see, that later on the wise men sought him out. You know the stories. But it was all about the fact that God became one of us, lived amongst us. It says here, we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And that's what I want us to catch this Christmas morning. Full of grace and truth. Not only did God choose to live amongst us as a human, living amongst us, we saw his glory. If we'd been alive 2,000 years ago, we would have sit in that part of the world, we would have seen his glory. We would have recognized that God, hopefully, we would have recognized that God was walking amongst us. And yet it says here that he was full of grace. The grace of God means that we get what we don't deserve. It's God's unmerited favor. At this time of year, today, as we're giving people gifts, we're, we're not, they didn't earn the gifts. I hope not. I hope we're giving out of the love of our hearts. I hope we're giving because we want to bless, or we want to see someone's life, uh, we want to see someone made happy. It may be something they need, but it might just simply be something that's going to bring them joy. That is the favor of God. It's his undeserved favor. We didn't earn it. It's not about what we have to do. It's about what he has done. Full of grace and truth. Now this is an interesting combination. I wonder which you would prefer if you had a choice. Would you want the truth or do you want grace? Do you want the truth about yourself as Scrooge? He got the truth and it wasn't diluted. It was pretty hard and hard hitting. I don't know. I know Jesus knows the truth about each one of us. I know Jesus knows the truth about your life and my life. But do I want the truth on its own or would I like the grace and truth? Would I like God to show me how things are but with his grace, his unmerited favor towards me? I tell you, truth on its own is a pretty hard thing. Truth on its own is not so much of a gift. But Jesus was full of grace and truth. That is Jesus, the gift of God to us. And if we jump back a couple of verses in John chapter 1, it says in verse 9, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, though the world was made through him. The world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Imagine you do all that you can to get the ultimate present for your loved one, but your loved one, your child, your parent, whoever it is that you're close to in your world, they won't accept what you're trying to give them. Imagine 
You've done all that you can. You've, maybe you've spent a lot of money. Maybe you've gone to a lot of effort to give that thing that they, you know that they want and you know that they need and you know that it's going to enrich their lives, but they won't accept it. They won't even unwrap it. You know, that's what the, the Scripture's telling us here, that Jesus came to his own, but his own would not receive him. They wouldn't receive the gift of God. I want to encourage all of us today, as it says in John 1 verse 12, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That's the gift of God to us this Christmas time. If we will receive that gift, he gave us the right to become children of God. Children not born of natural descent or human decision, husband's will, but born of God. A supernatural gift in our lives that we are now born of God. Now let's not get too British about this. You know when you need some help and someone offers help and you say, no, it's okay. And then they say, no, no, I'll help you. And say, no, no. We, we normally say no about three times before we say, yeah, okay, thank you. I don't know why we do that, but we do, don't we? When someone offers to help us or offers to give us something that we need and we know that we need it and we know this is even an answer to prayer, but we say, oh, no, 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 it's okay. Oh, it's okay, I'll be all right. And you won't be all right, but you find yourself saying, I'll be all right. Let's not do that with Jesus today. Let's not do that with God's gift this Christmas time. Even though it's automatic to say, no, 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 not me. Let's receive the gift of God in our lives. You see, as we receive that gift in our lives, we find three things. He gives us the ability to be at peace with our past. You see, if you spend your whole life trying to balance the scales, have I done well enough? Have I not done well enough? Have I done enough good? Have I not done enough good? You know, God doesn't see our lives like that. It's not about what we have to do. It's about what he has done. Colossians 1 verse 19 says these words, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, that's Jesus, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, making peace through his blood shed on the cross. You see, that child in the manger, the child that Mary and Joseph raised, the child who became the traveling rabbi, who people began to follow, who had amazing teachings that people hadn't heard before, he ultimately went to the cross. The Christmas story doesn't finish in the manger. It just begins there. Jesus ultimately goes to the cross and dies in my place in your place. He takes the punishment for those things that we've done wrong. We're not, no longer trying to balance the scales and somehow hoping that our past will be okay. It says here that he made peace through his blood shed on that cross. So our sins are forgiven. Jesus is our peace. We are at peace with our past. When you get those thoughts that come and say, ah, oh, but what about this that you did? And what about that you got wrong? Say, no, Jesus has dealt with that. He is my peace. My past is dealt with. And my soul is restored. As the psalmist says, you restore my soul. How about this Christmas time? We allow that gift to have its work in our lives. To, to, to do what only Jesus can do and restore our soul. That peace with your past. Secondly, a confidence in your present. In, in, the, in, in the gospel story in Matthew chapter 1. It says, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God with us. We have a confidence in our present. When we've received Christ, that he is actually with you. That we walk through this life with him. We have a confidence 
He is our confidence. Whatever the circumstance, if God is for me, who can be against me? Ask yourself, who can be against me if God is for me? He's, he's, he's in my life. He's in my experience. He's with me by His Spirit day by day. He is my confidence. You have peace with your past, but you also have a confidence in your present. And then, of course, finally, there is a hope for your future. If we stay in Colossians chapter 1, it says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Verse 27, Christ in you is not only the confidence we have today, whatever the circumstances that surround us, but it is the hope for our future, the hope of glory. Our future is secure in Christ. It's not a question of if we've done enough good. It's not a question if you've been good enough. Hope is not a wish that somehow it works out. When the scripture talks about hope, it's, a, it, it, it's talking about a certainty. It's talking about something that's already been secured. Our hope is in Christ. The hope of glory. Christ in us. And this is all based on the fact that not only did Jesus go to the cross, but he was, he was raised from the dead on the third day. That is the confidence we have, friends. That is the hope that we have in our future, that Jesus is indeed risen. So for me, I know we get very sentimental about the Christmas story and the Christmas images on the, on the, on the Christmas cards and all around us. But don't forget, that's just a part of the story. The whole mission, the whole plan was that Jesus went to the cross. And beyond the cross, he is risen. I know that the tomb is empty as the song goes because he lives in my heart. I know that he's for real. I know that that's the confidence I have. I know that that's the peace that I have when I'm reminded of my past. I say, no, Jesus has dealt with that. I am at peace with my past, whatever that was involved. I have a confidence in the present and I have a hope for the future because of the resurrection. This Christmas time, is it about what you need to do? If you've sometimes been thinking, I just need to work harder, I need to try harder, I need to just do more to make life work, is it about what you need to do or is it about what he has done? That's the gift of God to each one of us. Let's give thanks for the gift of God this Christmas time. And maybe you need to receive that gift. Maybe you need to receive that gift afresh. Maybe Jesus has been a, a, a bit of an add-on, a bit of a kind of, yeah, I, I do a bit of Jesus through the year. But this Christmas time, I want to challenge us all. Let's have him front and center. Let's have really receive the gift of God into our lives, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth, so we can be at peace with our past, have a confidence in our present, and have a hope for our future. Let's take a moment to pray together. Father God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that this Christmas we can know, we can receive your gift of Jesus to us. We do thank you that you have done everything possible that we might know you, that we might be at peace with our past, we might have that confidence in our present, that we might have that hope for the future. And so we receive Jesus this Christmas time. We acknowledge you Lord Jesus for who you are we thank you for what you've been working in our lives we thank you that you are full of grace and truth for our situation and we 
we live in that unmerited favor. We live in the favor of God today. And Lord, I pray for each one, each one of us, Lord God, that we would know that peace, that we would know that favor and that confidence in our lives. We thank you for our families. We thank you for loved ones. We thank you for those that we're able to join with at this time. And we ask your blessing upon us. We ask, Lord God, that you speak clearly to our hearts as we look forward into the days ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. That's all from us here on our London Riverside Church podcast. If there's anything you would like some more clarification on, you would like to take those next steps in your journey, then why not head over to our next steps page, londonriversidechurch.com forward slash next steps. We hope you have a fantastic week and stay blessed.